We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Six months ago, the Chicago Transit Authority unveiled a plan called Meeting the Moment, addressing the many challenges facing the CTA post-pandemic. So how's it going? Well, if you listen to the rhetoric on the campaign trail, either that train long ago left the station or things are getting onto the right track. So this weekend, we're going to put the questions to the man at the top, CTA President Dorval Carter. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. Dorval Carter has been president of the CTA since 2015, but he had worked for the Federal Department of Transportation and the Federal Transit Administration uh, before that, among other jobs and appointments. And he was with the CTA's chief counsel's office before that. But his highest profile job is the one he has now and has put him in the hot seat many times. Well, we're going to talk about the challenges, the accomplishments, and the future of the Chicago Transit Authority in this half hour, and we're doing it via Zoom conferencing. And President Dorval Carter, welcome. Thank you, Greg. Glad to be here. Well, I want to, the first thing is to talk a little bit about that pandemic, or at least its aftermath, because we realized during the pandemic that for many working people in Chicagoland, public transportation was the only way for them to get to the jobs that we belatedly realized were essential, like healthcare, retail, and such. And that's why the CTA kept running. But it seems there were a lot of headwinds then and that they're still with us. Isn't that right? No, you're right. Um, during the pandemic, and you know, I need to, to acknowledge and, and thank the operating employees of CTA who quite honestly stepped up to the plate. Uh, and as you indicated, continue to provide service in spite of uh, the challenges and the, quite frankly, the risks that were being taken at that point in time. As, as you may recall, in the early stages of the pandemic, there were, there were no vaccines. There was nothing to really protect us uh, from this virus. And you know, I, I had a number of employees who passed away, unfortunately, during that time. Um, you know, since then, we've got new protocols in place and we obviously have more protections. But, you know, the pandemic is still with CTA. I currently have had over 4,500 cases of people who have caught COVID and that number continues to grow each and every day. Uh, and that certainly adds to some of the challenges that we're facing uh, as we try to, you know, pull ourselves out of the service issues that we're dealing with as we go forward. Um, but there were no shortage of challenges back then. Uh, we were committed to providing service to 
to, as you pointed out, those essential workers and others who had no other choice uh, but public transportation. Uh, and we were, we were recognized uh, for our efforts during that period of time as one of the top agencies in the country uh, who was providing those services in spite of the challenges that we were facing. And there were ridership challenges uh, during and after the pandemic and, and obviously other challenges. And we want to talk about those. If you ask CTA riders on the buses and trains, uh, the top concern is probably going to be crime. And we're going to talk about that. But from the perspective of running the system, am I right to think that manpower is the uppermost challenge? You've got a major shortage. It is a challenge, it, and, and you're right to identify it as the top challenge that we're facing from a service reliability standpoint. Um, just like companies all across the, the globe, uh, as well as other transit systems around the country, uh, last year was a tough year for recruitment and retention uh, at CTA. We, we faced the same you know, great resignation that you've heard other people talk about in other, in other sectors, uh, and it impacted us hard. We, you know, we lost somewhere near to nearly 500, just over 500 uh, bus operators during that one year period. Uh, and that is an unprecedented level for us. Um, and we've had to work hard to dig ourselves out of that hole. Um, it is a process that we are still undertaking, but the reality is that when I have that big of a manpower shortage, it becomes really difficult to provide the level of service that our customers are expecting on a daily basis. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we put in place some strategies under my meeting the moment plan to try to help address that as we transition ourselves back to full strength, you know, sometime in my, my expectation sometime later this year. Well, and I know, uh, you know, we talk a lot about how manpower shortages and not just in transit and any number of things are a, uh, a, a national problem, but, Let's face it, if you're a person waiting for a bus on the west side, that's small comfort. <laughs> you know, the misery loves company index is pretty, pretty low when, when you're waiting for transit. And so can you talk a little bit more about what progress is being made in hiring and training more people to fill those gaps? Sure. There, there are a number of strategies that we have pursued, Craig, over the course of the past several months to try to increase the number of applicants that we get for positions and to art and, and start to really fill these jobs. Um, some of that involved, quite honestly, you know, support and coordination and cooperation with the unions. We've we've put in place hiring bonuses. We have um, um, you know collapsed the pay progression uh, for starting positions. We've increased the starting pay for some positions, all of which are intended to make the the position more enticing. Uh, for people who want to pursue it, we um, we are now hiring people full time right off the right off the street as opposed to part time, which was a much more difficult um, um, quality of life position to fill. Um, you know, and we're starting to see, I think, the benefits of all of that um, in our in our job fair. We we've been holding you know a number of job fairs over the course of of last year, and we're holding them now. At our most recent job fair, we had over 700 people show up for positions at CTA, which is the largest number of people we've ever seen show up for a job fair since we've been doing them. Uh, in addition to that, in the month of January, we got over 1,000 applicants 
for entry-level positions, which is also a record number for us. And so, you know, as I'm looking at the situation right now, we're starting to get the numbers that we need to fill these positions. But I need for everyone to understand that it's not just recruiting them and, and filling out an application and then you start driving a bus. These, these employees have to go through extensive training and, and, and preparation in order to take on that responsibility. And so it's still gonna take us a little while to get our numbers back up to where we want them to be. And let me get you to, uh, to uh, clarify again, what the lead time is going from this point to where you think, if not at pre-camp pandemic levels, at least where you would be comfortable. Yeah, I, I, I believe that we're going to be able to get our numbers up to a more comfortable level by the end of this year. Uh, we're, we have a goal of hiring 700 new operate, bus operators this year, and we monitor that goal and report on it uh, every month to our board. Uh, we currently, as indicated, have over 500, a little over 500 vacancies. We'll certainly have more vacancies as the year continues as people retire and, and, and leave the organization. But I'm hopeful that if we hit our goal, which we have every reason to believe that we'll be able to do, that we'll finally be at a point where we can start to stabilize our workforce situation, which will allow me to ensure much more reliable service, as well as starting to increase the frequency of that service back to a pre-pandemic level. And let's talk about uh, how we move on from here, because let's face it, people aren't going to want to operate CT buses and trains, let alone ride them, if they don't feel safe and protected. So the the premier, at least for the passengers, uh, uh, issue is still safety. Let's start talking about what is being done to increase safety on the CTA. Well, I think the primary focus, of course, is the police. Um, uh, you hear a lot of a lot of comments or conversations around CTA needs a dedicated police force, and that that would would you know address our crime problem. What a lot of people don't realize is that we have a dedicated police force. The Chicago Police Department has a dedicated unit that basically provides uh, police uh, oversight and services exclusively to CTA. Um, the benefit of doing that, of course, is that not only do we get the, the, the manpower and the workforce that's dedicated to our agency, but you also get access to all the other services that the police department have that are part of their regular operation, the, the detectives, the investigatory um, uh, services and everything else, which allows us to address these issues much better uh, than we would if we had our own police force. Um, we also, you know, have worked hard to support and coordinate with the police department by giving them access to our technology. Uh, we have over 30,000 cameras on CTA system, and now the police department has, has a operation center that has direct access to and the ability to monitor and view our camera system 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I can tell you just anecdotally from my own knowledge, uh, that has had an impact. They have, they have not only uh, been able to identify and, and, and quickly arrest people who have committed crimes on CTA, but they've also been able to prevent crime from occurring on CTA by noticing and, and identifying individuals who are engaging in inappropriate activity and getting police uh, on the scene before they actually are able to pull off the, the criminal activity that they may be engaging in. And so uh, we have that piece of work that we continue to work on. And, and you know, 
Uh, we work very closely with the police department to support it. And then we have security uh, guards. Um, I think it's important to, to explain the security guards are not a substitute for the police. They were never intended to be a substitute for the police. What they are intended to be are additional eyes and ears that are on our system that can both report and identify and engage in situations before they become a crime or that our customers can reach out to if there's something that they want CTA to know that can allow us to alert the police to certain activity that may be occurring on our system. Um, and the final piece is, of course, the canine dogs, which are, are the third piece that we have added uh, to the mix that are basically are also there to support uh, the police department and to, to support fair enforcement and other activities uh, around our stations uh, on a daily basis. So, you know, Craig, the, the point, the, the bigger point that I want to make is that you're not going to prevent all crime on CTA. And as much as I would like for there to be no crime on CTA, that has never been the reality of our system, particularly a system as big as ours that covers the, the breadth of the city of Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. But what you do want to do is, is take all the reasonable steps you can to mitigate crime and to at least assure your customers that they can be safe on CTA. And the reality is the vast majority of our customers who ride our system every day do not Inter interact with or have a bad experience around crime. But those that do, it's a serious issue and we need to address it. Um, is the manpower attached to both the police unit and the security enough? Do you have enough police? Do you have enough security guards? Well, <laughs> if, if, you ask, if, you, if you ask the person who's catching the heat for the crime, I, the answer to that would be, you never have enough security, you never have enough police officers. And I don't, I dare say you hear that in general about, about those services, um, you know, anywhere in the city. Um, you know, we are working closely with the police department. The police department has added resources to, to the um, uh, mass transit unit that supports CTA. But at the end of the day, you know, I recognize that, you know, we need to, we need to, be in, in constant communication with the police department to make them aware of our concerns and to seek whatever support they are capable of, of providing us. I mean, I, I don't think it's a secret to you or to anyone else that the police department is also, you know, trying to build this manpower back up and is trying to get the full force. And so, you know, we are obviously a part of that effort and, and we certainly work with and, and coordinate closely with them to add additional resources as they can. Um, I think the other thing to keep in mind that I think is important here is that the CTA, and I say this in, in all sorts of settings, the CTA is a reflection of the community that we serve. And so when we're having issues throughout the city in general, you're also going to see it on CTA. When you see those issues get addressed, you also see it occur on CTA. The good news is that crime is actually down on CTA. It's down about 22%. Uh, month over month in, since December, which is the last data that I've seen. Um, and we're hopeful that that trend will continue as we move forward. But at the end of the day, if you as an individual customer do not feel safe on CTA, that's a problem. And it's a problem that we have to continue to work hard to address. 
You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore. My guest is Dorval Carter, president of the Chicago Transit Authority. Uh, one more question about uh, about safety before we move on to <laughs> the other big problem, which is, or issue, I should say, is reliability. But um, one of the uh, challengers to uh, Mayor Lightfoot, Willie Wilson, has suggested bringing back conductors uh, so that the uh, motormen and women aren't alone on the on the L trains. Um, obviously, manpower is an issue. Money is obviously an issue too. That would double the number of people on each train or it could. Um, but is it a valid thought? You know, the, 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 the question of conductors is also a question of what, what is the function that a conductor would perform on our trains? And when we had conductors in the past, uh, they performed a number of, of functions. They opened doors, they collected fares, they did a number of other things that are no longer required in the operation of our system as it exists today. Um, the other challenge with conductors, of course, is that um, uh, your ability to move them around to where you need them is somewhat limited by the reality of collective bargaining agreements and other issues that you may face. And so from my perspective, the benefit of security guards is that you get the same customer facing impact and that you've got someone on the, on the train who is available and who you can reach out to as a customer to get support while having the flexibility to use them wherever I think it's most appropriate given whatever it is that we're seeing or whatever crime trends we're trying to address. Um, uh, I believe that the use of security guards is a much more effective and more efficient way of addressing what, what has been discussed with regard to conductors. Um, but at the end of the day, what we really need is the overall system to be safer than what it is today. And that's something that we're going to continue to work hard at. And that's something that requires even more than conductors and security guards. It requires a whole systemic approach to how you ultimately address crime on a system you know, as big as the Chicago Transit Authority. Let, let's talk about service. There are complaints, as you know. Uh, rush hour trains can be packed or slow to come. Um, where are the biggest trouble spots and what can the CTA do? Well, one of the things that we've, that we've worked on as part of my meeting the moment plan is, is really trying to optimize the service so that it will become much more reliable. Uh, than it has been in the past. What does that mean? That means reducing the gaps in service. The fact that you have a train that comes and then you have to wait you know, 10 minutes for the next train or 30 minutes for the next train. And then another train will come five minutes after that. It is the inconsistency of service that tends to create a lot of the other issues that we're talking about, including overcrowding um, uh, and, and lengthy wait times, which uh, are never a very pleasant experience for any of our customers. Um, and I'm happy to, to tell you that we're making progress on that. Um, uh, we've implemented some adjustments to our schedule, which requires coordination with our unions. And we've seen an overall an increase in the percentage of service that we're putting out to schedule every day. Um, before we imp implement these optimization challenges, we were looking, for example, on our bus system, we were looking at putting out somewhere around the neighborhood of you know, 80% of our service that we schedule for every day, which means that you have a lot of parts, a lot of the system that isn't operating at its maximum efficiency. 
we're now up to about 92% of the service that we're putting out, which is getting close to what we were doing in a pre-pandemic level. Similarly, on the rail side of the house, where you know we were at um, 70 something percent of our service being put out, and now we're in the, in the lower 80 percentile numbers. And if I took out the blue line and the red line, which are two of our more problematic uh, routes, the service delivery is around 90%. So um, we're making improvements. It's getting better. Um, we reduced double headways on our rail system. We reduced triple headways on our rail system. Those are the big gaps that people talk about. Uh, and when we've had specific issues, like the blue line on the O'Hare branch, where there were a lot of news stories a few weeks ago about severe overcrowding on the train, stuff like that. We've actually done some very targeted strategies to really address the service in those particular matters or those particular areas to basically improve the frequency and reliability and help to, to mitigate as much as possible the, the overcrowding and other issues, leaving people on the platform issues that we've seen in the past. Um, it's a constant challenge right now. And it will continue to be a challenge until we get our manpower back up to normal levels. But I am seeing I am seeing more reliable service today than we were putting out six months ago. Um, and I do expect that trend to continue, especially as we add additional personnel to actually start to address the manpower issue that we're talking about. Let's talk a little bit about the buses because the issue of the uh, CTA's uh, bus tracker app and uh, accuracy are uh, so common that uh, the phrase ghost buses has uh, slipped into everyday language. Yes. So talk, talk about what is being done, uh, both about the service on the bus lines and the app. Well, as I said, the, the, the biggest improvement that we can do around the service is increasing the percentage of uh, service we put out each day. And I mentioned to you that we're, we're over 90% of the service now compared to where we were uh, in, in a few, uh, uh, actually really a little bit over a month ago. Um, the bus tracker is a technology that is using both schedule and real-time information to tell you where your bus is going to be. And as you can imagine, if the schedule isn't working, then that results in the tracker being inaccurate. The more service I put out, the more service I have meeting schedule, the more accurate bus tracker becomes. And ultimately it starts to address and eliminate the ghost bus um, uh, or ghost train issue that we're talking about. You know, the concept of ghost bus or ghost train didn't just start in the last couple of months. Even when I had pre-pandemic level services, there would be occasions when you would get a bus that would pop up or a train that would pop up for the same reason. So for some reason, that bus did not go out as scheduled or that train did not go out as scheduled and the tracker picked it up under a scheduled understanding until it realized that it wasn't there and then it disappears. Um, there's technological improvements that we're doing to eliminate that. But the biggest, the biggest thing that, that cuts that back is improved level of service. And that's the thing that we've really been focused on. And the numbers are showing us that it's getting better. And as a result, the, the number of instances of ghost buses and ghost trains is being reduced. Well, let's talk about the future. These aren't ghost, ghost trains, these are trains in the future. Uh, and that's the CTA moving uh, slowly, but steadily toward extending the red line down to 130th Street. 
the city council agreed to a uh, TIF district for that after a contentious meeting and previous complaints about you uh, not appearing for meetings. And before we talk about the substance, uh, which we should, let's talk a little bit about the form. You, I know, have been around long enough to have expected Alderman to be miffed if you didn't show up for a meeting. What was that all about? Well, you know, I, I'm going to avoid getting into the reason for why I was or was not um, at, a, at a particular hearing. I think the, the important thing to remember here is that I did meet with the alderman. I sat through two and a half hours of discussion uh, with the alderman about what we were doing and how we were doing it. And I look forward to future conversations with the alderman um, and the city council as we move forward. Um, uh, the important thing here is that those issues were not a reason to support the red line extension. Um, the red line extension, as you pointed out, was something that has been a long time coming. I will tell you, Craig, when I was a kid, I remember hearing about the possibility of an extension of the red line uh, beyond 95th Street. And so um, I'm very excited about the fact that we finally are in a position to move that project forward. Uh, I am already working very closely with the federal government to secure the federal funding I need uh, to sort of complete the package of funding necessary to make the project happen. And I'm very optimistic uh, that we're going to be very successful in, in announcing the funding and then ultimately beginning the construction of a new red line extension that is long overdue to that part of the city uh, that's waited way too long to get it. Uh, are there any uh, roadblocks or, or uh, difficulties in getting that funding that we should know about? No, I, I feel, and, and I've had a lot of conversations with the, with the administration. The, the mayor has had a lot of conversations with the Secretary of Transportation. Uh, we have certainly made it clear that it's a priority project for, for the city of Chicago. Uh, our Illinois delegation has also made it clear that they view it as a priority project and one that they want to see funded. And I haven't seen any signals from this administration that they aren't willing to support this project financially. Uh, it is the type of project, the type of transformational project that this administration touts as the real purpose of what the infrastructure funds are supposed to support. Uh, and I kind of view the Red Line extension as a poster child of that type of opportunity where you can really transform an entire part of the city, uh, a part of the city that is that is facing certainly its fair share of economic challenges uh, in the past and really make it a new and revitalized community uh, for the city of Chicago going forward. So uh, no, I do not see any significant barriers. We just have to get our work done, get our paperwork in and, and, and get the approvals necessary to move it forward. And no concerns about it, uh, about the fact that the uh, House of the Representatives is now in Republican control? You know, I, so <laughs> I, have, I have spent probably half of my career in D.C. Uh, dealing with the transportation infrastructure bills. Um, uh, and in my experience, um, everybody likes roads, bridges, and transportation. They like bringing money home to the congressional districts, whether they are Republican or whether they are Democrat. Uh, and so, no, I don't see I don't see the Republican House 
becoming a major roadblock to funding projects um, in Congress. And I suspect uh, Congress will continue to support the infrastructure bill as they have in the past uh, to ensure that, that the investments that are critical to the ongoing economic growth of this country are being adequately um, uh, supported. We've only got about a minute left, but let me uh, point out that you're now president for a year of the American Public Transit Association, a national group, apropos your time in Washington. Why should Chicagoans care? Well, it's important that the, the national transportation industry um, and the city of Chicago benefit from why public transportation matters. Uh, and one of the benefits of, of the work that I do at the national level is that I not only get to talk on behalf of the industry, I get to talk on behalf of the CTA. Um, and so when I get asked to appear before Congress or to testify at a hearing or do other things, uh, I am representing not only the industry as a whole, but our own individual agency in the city. And it's an opportunity for me to always advocate for additional support and funding for a system like ours that is in critical need of it day in and day out. Norville Carter, thank you for joining me again. It's always a pleasure to see you and talk with you. Uh, uh, that is Dorval Carter, president of the Chicago Transit Authority. Uh, to our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website, wbbmnewsradio.com. There's a link on the homepage and you can also find our podcasts on odyssey.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, 105.9 WBBM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 